What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Aesthetics. I'm your host, Gabrielle Ocray, at Woodbury Wax Bar on Instagram. I'm coming to you today, just me, myself. I don't have any special guests, but I do have a few things that I wanted to talk about. Um, the great part of having a podcast is you can kind of say whatever you want. So this episode is primarily just going to be my professional opinion on three different things. Today I want to talk about overcharging, overbooking, and overworking. Um, I think these are three kind of hot topics in our industry that um, everybody can kind of relate to, no matter where you're at in your career, if you're solo, if you work for somebody else, if you're new, just starting out, just graduated school, or if you've been in it for years and years and years. So yeah, I guess I just wanted to, there's no fancy intro or anything for this episode. I'm just going to dive right into it. The first thing that I really want to talk about is overcharging. There's a great post on Instagram that's been going around by, um, she's at Wednesday the Lasher on Instagram. And the original post says, there's no such thing as overcharging for a service. Business owners set prices, you decide if it's in your budget. And I fully, fully agree with that. However, Something you're bound to get as a business owner, especially in this industry, and especially if you're solo, is occasional pushback on your prices. I personally am a big proponent of doing market research before you design your service menu, and I'm a big proponent of knowing your cost per service so you know how much money you're making on each service you perform. So for me, I'm a waxer, so it's really important for me to know the cost like what it costs me to do one Brazilian wax so that I know exactly how much I'm making income versus profit on every Brazilian wax I perform. I always, piece of advice I have for people just starting out on their own is to see what others are charging in your area and make sure you're valuing yourself correctly. This does not mean to call your local chain wax place down the street and see what they charge for a Brazilian and then price yourself $10 lower. That is not what I mean. I just mean to be informed on common prices in your area, whether that's like if you're in a huge city, your area might be five miles. Or if you're in a smaller town, your area might be more like 25 miles. I'm just a big fan of having all the information. So because I don't I don't want to be at the bottom of the barrel, but I also don't necessarily need to be, you know, outrageously higher priced than every single other person. Like I'm at the top end for pricing where I am, but that's that's where I want to be. It also means if you want to be the most expensive Brazilian wax in your area, do it. If you want to be the Louis Vuitton of local waxers, go for it, baby. But also know that nobody shops at Louis Vuitton and is okay with receiving Shein quality. You can charge significantly over market average, but not for no reason at all. You can't charge $120 for a Brazilian wax and be in a facility that's infested with cockroaches and have a single light bulb hanging from a wire in the middle of the room and looking like you're about to get shut down by state board like that that's not doable (laughs) that's not what I mean Um, there has to be a reason that you're able to charge more maybe you use better wax that's vegan or biodegradable or rosin free maybe you're the fastest waxer maybe your space is the most gorgeous building or each client gets a free aftercare kit or maybe you just provide the best damn experience that there ever has been but there has to be something 
Nobody pays $400 at a fancy restaurant for dinner to be served McDonald's hamburgers. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> why, so like, for example, why do people pay more for Starbucks coffee? For all intents and purposes, it's just coffee. Lots of people say it's overpriced or they don't like the taste or whatever, but millions of people will pay extra because it's Starbucks. They like the flavor or the experience or even just the brand name, having the red cup, having the Starbucks logo, but there is something. They're paying more for something. There's something they prefer about Starbucks that makes the company able to charge more for what they're selling. So find your something and then feel free to capitalize on it. Of course, there are people who say buying Starbucks or Louis Vuitton is a waste of money, even if they can't afford it. There will always be someone who prefers to shop at Walmart over Target just because the price is lower. There will always be someone who says it isn't worth it, but those are not your people. Those people are just not your people and that's fine. And they can go on telling people how overpriced you are and how silly it is that people buy that and how they would never and it's not worth it and that's fine. Those people aren't for you. From a client perspective, you will absolutely get pushback on your pricing from time to time. My best advice is to not negotiate your prices with anyone, ever. <laughs> if you wanna run specials, that's fine. But if you're running specials, make sure they have parameters like this is for new clients only, or must be booked by a certain date, or expires on this day, or whatever, and then stick to those parameters. I was running a special for the month of July, and somebody texted me on August 1st and said, hey, can my sister still get on, on the July special? No. The answer is no. It expired. I might run another special at some point, and they can do that, but I don't, I don't make the rules so that I can bend them. <laughs> I don't negotiate my prices with anybody. This is not a flea market. We are not bartering. The prices are the prices, and I beg people who do not like the prices to please not ever book with me, because like I said, those are the people who would never buy Louis Vuitton because they don't see the value in it. And if they don't see the value in my service, that's okay. Those aren't the people for you. So I'm gonna move on <laughs> to overbooking. This portion is inspired by a service I received a few weeks ago, and for the sake of this conversation, let's just say that it was a full set of lash extensions. Okay, so I went into a new place, met a new service provider, working in a new new space to get my full set, right? I got the service, it was just fine, the girl was nice, I went to reception to rebook when I was done, and the receptionist looked me dead in the face and said they didn't have any availability for five and a half weeks. <laughs> for those of you who get lashes, you know that by the time five and a half weeks goes by, your lashes are looking haggard and clapped out and lots of people prefer to get filled every two weeks. So waiting five and a half for me is a no-go. So I asked the, reception if, the receptionist if this was because of the holidays, if they're just having a rush right now because of Christmas or whatever, and she said no. She said that's just how full they are and that's how far they're booking out and it's always like that. So don't get me wrong, I'm all about making that money and creating your own success in our industry and hustling and all of, all of those things, that's great. But I do have a serious problem with what happened because this service provider was clearly overbooked and still continuing to take on new clients. I would never in my wildest dreams take on a new Brazilian wax client and perform the service and educate them on how regular waxing works and why it's important to wax every four weeks. And then at the end of the service, go to rebook them and be like, sorry, I'm booking seven weeks out. What do you wanna do? 
and like then put it on the client to like make that decision. Because no, that's not okay. If you don't have time or the room in your schedule to service your current clients on the timeline that they should be booked, you're doing a disservice not only to your current clients, but to new clients that you're continuing to take on even though you clearly don't have the space for them. And if you feel really called out by this segment, <laughs> this is something that I learned from Rhea Schwartz who, if you are an esthetician and you don't follow Rhea, I'm not really sure why. She's an esthetician coach and mentor and just all around wonderful, wonderful person to follow for business advice. But if you feel really called out by this segment, it's time to either raise your prices or hire somebody. Raising your prices helps because it means that you'll price yourself out of some people's budget, which is okay. Everybody's got a budget, and if you're over some people's budget, those people are gonna fall off and make room for more people who are willing to pay your prices because you are in demand. Or you need to hire somebody so that you can open up more hours in a day to see all these clients that should be getting, that should be getting rebooked minimum, like for me, the longest I would wait to get back in would maybe be four weeks and that would be pushing it for me. I would much rather be on a, on a three week regular schedule. So stop doing a disservice to new clients and current clients by overbooking yourself and not having any room to rebook for like a hundred weeks out. Hire somebody, come work more hours, work more days, which I I don't love doing because I already personally work enough days and hours. So either hire somebody or raise your prices. And yeah, that's that's all I wanted to say about overbooking yourself. And the last thing I wanted to talk about today, this is gonna be a super short episode and I hope you guys don't mind. The last thing I wanted to talk about today is overworking. This portion is inspired by an absolute gem of an Instagram post from, she is Lash Exclusive. It's L-A-S-H and then two X's, X-X-C-L-U-S-I-V-E, Lash X Exclusive that's been going around. And I just wanna use it as sort of a jumping off point to talk about healthy boundaries in our work lives as estheticians, whether you're solo or working for someone else. The post itself says, and I'm paraphrasing here because it was a really long post, but it says, mental health in the beauty industry is not touched on enough. We overwork ourselves to the point of exhaustion because we love what we do. We make people feel beautiful, but at the same time, we put ourselves last. We are made to feel bad when we are tired or sick instead of taking care of ourselves. We put the needs of clients before our own. This industry is hard, but mental health is so important. I feel like a lot of this comes down to boundaries, and I'm not perfect here. Every, everything I'm going to talk about is stuff that I have failed at in the past and failed really hard at, and it's, it's a hard lesson to learn that way, but I feel like, yeah, a lot of this comes down to having firm boundaries in place as a business owner, because if you don't take your policies seriously, nobody else is going to take you seriously either. Why should they? You don't take yourself seriously, so why would anybody else? This might be an unpopular opinion, but my policies have zero wiggle room. I do not make exceptions. I do not bend my policies for anybody. And I know that might seem harsh, but the reality of it is that if I'm willing to start wiggling for one person, I'm gonna have to wiggle for all of them. Cause how is that fair? I'm a human being. I'm a person too, I get it. I know that it's not their fault that their childcare fell through or that their car broke down or that they got stuck at work late. I've been in all those situations before and I know it sucks a lot and it's miserable and annoying and horrible and it's absolutely not the client's fault that those things happened. But guess what? It's not my fault either. <laughs> 
So regardless of the situation, my policies apply. I don't care what is going on or what you're going through or what happened or what came up. The policies are the policies. That's that's just how it is. They are my policies are clearly stated and they must be approved of with a signature from everyone on a form before they're able to book their appointment. Sidebar, if you don't have a system that does this for you virtually, my best advice is to get yourself one. This has saved my ass on so many occasions, and I know the subject has kind of been beaten to death, but enforcement of your own policies and taking yourself seriously is a huge puzzle piece in creating healthy work boundaries. I just wanted to put in a small little sidebar here. Um, the reason that I feel so okay with being so strict about my policies and not making exceptions for anybody is because I take my policies seriously for myself too. I don't run late. I don't show up late to appointments. I don't move people's appointments around. I don't ask people if they can come in early or come in later or come in on a different day or reschedule or I don't believe in that <laughs> as a business owner. I used to have a nail tech back a hundred million years ago before I was in aesthetics and she would move me around constantly. I would book for Tuesday at two and she would text me like four days beforehand and be like, hey, can you come Thursday at four? And to me, there is nothing that says I don't take my business seriously like moving around your clients constantly. If you are the type of service provider who is always shuffling and readjusting and taking different days off and not able to come in and trying to move people around your books, the only thing that that tells your clients is that you have deprioritized them. Your client is not your priority. You have a lot of other priorities and your client is not one of them. And that might sound really harsh, but because I, I get it too. I'm a mom. I have a kid in school. I have a husband and family and a life and a lot of other things going on too. But if you are not in a position to be able to let people book with you and then keep those appointments faithfully without shuffling people around all the time, you might want to take a good long look and see if entrepreneurship is really right for you at this stage of your life. People don't book for 3 p.m. on a Monday because they want to come in at noon on a Wednesday. They book at 3 p.m. on a Monday because they want to come in at 3 p.m. on a Monday. They don't want you to text them and ask them if they can move all over to that week or a different week. They book that time because that's the time that works for them. So as far as like my 24-hour cancellation policy, if I were ever to get sick, like within 24 hours, like let's say I have a full day booked on Tuesday and I get deathly sick on a Monday and I have to cancel everybody for the next day. If it's within my 24-hour cancellation policy, you bet your ass I would do every single one of those appointments within 24 hours that I had to cancel on short notice, I would do every single one of those appointments for half price. If I'm expecting them to pay me 50% of the appointment price for rescheduling within 24 hours, I'm going to give them the same courtesy. Same with <laughs> that's why I would never no call, no show an appointment. Like that that doesn't happen. Um, I would never be more than 15 minutes late to my own appointment. That just, that doesn't happen. As a business owner, I take my policies super, super seriously for my clients and also for myself. And if you have policies in place that you wouldn't be comfortable enforcing on yourself, then maybe take a different look at your policies because it's not fair to ask your clients to sign off on these policies and to be okay with paying 
if they don't show up if you wouldn't be okay doing the same for yourself. The other factor is working outside your business hours. And the easiest way to not do this is to have online booking and to only allow online booking or rebook in the room before they leave their appointment. I do not let people ask me what times I have available. I just direct them to my online booking site where they can see for themselves what times I have available. Because come on, we pay a lot of money for these booking systems to make our lives easier and to make clients' lives easier. And if people aren't using them, then what am I paying for? Why Why do I have it if, if people are just going to text me and Instagram message me and email me and call me and leave me voicemails? Like, why am I paying for online booking then? If people continue to ask for times that are not listed as available on my online booking site, I let them know that the website always shows the most up-to-date openings and they can easily add themselves to a waitlist for that day if they don't see anything right away that they like. If they're a person who's not okay with this answer, then that's your answer. <laughs> I do not let people bully me into coming in early, staying late, or God forbid working on my day off. Those are hard no's and I do not do it. And I'm speaking from experience here because I have done it in the past and it makes you miserable. It makes you not look forward to coming into work and seeing, in, seeing that first client that you opened three hours early for. It's just, it's not worth it. Those people never stop asking for exceptions to the rules. And I know it might be tempting to try and squeeze them in, especially if you're new and could really use that extra hundred bucks, but the price of your sanity and your own mental health is way more valuable than a hundred dollars in the long run, I promise you. There's a difference between making work a priority and making work the only priority. And I'm sorry, but there's nobody who needs a Brazilian wax bad enough for me to sacrifice my boundaries. There's just no such thing as an emergency Brazilian wax, so. <laughs> boundaries help with balance, but only if you enforce them. And I feel like that goes back to the beginning of if you don't take yourself seriously as a business owner, nobody else will either. And I guess that's it. That's all I really had to say. And I know that got kind of long and ranty and I swear to God, I'm not talking about anybody specifically in particular. So if you felt really called out by any of this, I swear I wasn't talking to you specifically. I hope this was somehow helpful for somebody. And let me, let me know if you guys like these kind of solo episodes. I know other people with podcasts who do solo episodes, I personally love listening to them. Um, that's one of the reasons that Esthetician on the Edge, if you don't listen to her podcast, please do yourself a favor and start. It's wonderful and amazing. But I, I personally am a huge fan of listening to other people's solo episodes, so I hope that this was somehow helpful or enjoyable for somebody. And that's it. This is the last episode that I'm going to be putting out this year. So I appreciate all of you. I can't believe how many people have listened to this podcast already. It's only been out since sometime in November. I don't even remember when, but just a huge thank you to everybody. And I'm going to put a question box. If you're listening to this on Spotify, you can drop me a line or again, always feel free to reach out. I'm at Woodbury Wax Bar on Instagram. And if you don't like what I said in this episode, feel free to um, let me know. I'm totally willing to fight about it in DMs. Not fight about it, but you know what I mean. So yeah, I hope everybody has a wonderful holiday season and I can't wait to talk to you again in 2022. Thank you all again. Have a wonderful day. 